Warning. The following broadcast is not approved by your teacher, university, politician, or government. Side effects may include skepticism, better reasoning skills, liberty, peace, and an escape from the woke. Welcome to the show. I am your host, LB Muniz, and this has been Awake Podcast for Better Sense Making. What's up, everybody? Hope everyone's having a great new year. This is the first podcast of 2024. Did not mean for it to be in February, but hey, sometimes you get sick and you live a busy life. Uh, we got uh, this episode. We're going to be covering an article that I did publish, but I know not everybody who watches listens or listen. Or everybody who watches and listens doesn't necessarily read the articles. Uh, that's, that's kind of the, just the going rate. And yet some people never watch and then they read. So we're going to talk about an article that I wrote at binawake.com. It's an original piece. Uh, we're going to be analyzing something that happened over the holidays. Uh, if you if you didn't catch this, you're going to learn about it. If you did catch it, there's still some there's some uh, there's good things to learn about this piece. Uh, there's good things to learn about an old story like this. That's what we're going to do. Of course, it's a good thing to learn. I wrote it, right? I, spent, I bothered to spend my time writing about it. So it's probably going to be a shorter episode. Let me know what you think of the content that way. Um, I do plan to do another live stream at some point. And hey, if you're listening to this when it comes out, stay tuned. I will be doing a series on Plato's Republic uh, with uh, with a friend. So I'll definitely give you guys the details for that once I have the link and the time and all that kind of stuff. So diving a little bit more into philosophy, uh, which of course, you know, is something I love. So let's not belabor it. This, uh, what we're going to talk about is this piece and the, the, the title that I came up with for it is the nutcracker haunting the white house. Uh, let's see here. The Nutcracker Haunting the White House. So let's jump into it. Just in time for Christmas, the office of the First Lady, Jill Biden, released a video showing the Christmas decorations in the White House. This is apparently something that's done every year. Um, it's worth pointing out as we begin this piece that this was something that actually caused waves. And yet, like I said, this is something that the First Lady kind of does every single year. The White House, uh, of course, with every president, uh, with every presidential administration, the decorations, and they can kind of make some decisions as to what the White House looks like, the you know the curtains, the drapes, the some of the furniture, as it were. And in the during the Christmas season, they apparently decorate the White House and they do a video for it. When I was researching this piece, I did look back and just to kind of see what had been done in the past. And it is the case that all the first ladies going back as you know, I think I went back to Obama because that's kind of when social media happened right going back through obama that they would do some kind of a showcase sometimes they bring kids to the white house sometimes they just uh like last year or the year before 2022 right this is a 2023 story 2022 jill biden they just did like a 360 thing right so they utilize some 360 technology so they they try to leverage technology they try to leverage i'm sure trends in the media and what have you to show the decorations that they did for Christmas. And oh, isn't that a nice thing, right? We're going to kind of get into why something like that is important. So just in time for Christmas, um, just in time for Christmas, Jill Biden did, in fact, release this video. And so 
it showcased the Dorrance, I think I'm pronouncing that correctly, the Dorrance Dance Company who performed their tap rendition of the Nutcracker Suite. Um, like I said, a video is apparently released every year. And a lot of people, when this came out, was kind of comparing it to Melania's during the Trump administration, which was a little bit more of a traditional take, right? Um, I think say what you will about Melania, but she does have nice taste, even if her husband kind of, you know, Trump's Trump style is kind of gaudy, right? A lot of gold ostentatiousness, but she seems to have from, you know, the clothes that she wears and the decorations that she chose from what I saw, she has really nice taste. This one caused some contrasty in excess of what somebody would expect for something that should be rather banal. So let's examine what went right and wrong in this video to try to bring some sense to the matter. So what we're going to do here is watch the video together. I do apologize uh, to the <laughs> I do apologize to the audio listeners. You're just enjoying this interesting uh, rendition of the Nutcracker Suite because for even for those watching, if you don't know what's happening, you might have guessed by the title. But this is the Nutcracker. So a lot of people have pointed out, right? So we've kind of gone through the first scenes. Now we're seeing the whole cast is that it's a little creepy, right? It's a little weird. The acting is a little over the top. Some of that is our stage actors. And I think some of that is just, I don't know why they, how they decided to do this. If you don't know, that's the Rat King. They, they take some liberties as we're going to get into with the casting choices for, for this uh some of that I just has to do probably with, with who's involved in the company. I actually, I don't hate the rendition, all things considered. Um, I think the original Nutcracker is beautiful and fantastic, but, you know, this it's, it's not awful, all things considered. So that's the video. Uh, again, you know, if you're just listening to this, you might want to pop on over to YouTube or Rumble or on X, and you can kind of see it for yourself, right? But, so that's what, that's what they put out. And a lot of people reacted very negatively to against it and there are reasons for that so let's kind of go back to the piece and we're going to kind of go through them and we'll throw some commentary around that so whether we like it or not so whether we like it or not everyone is gearing up for another presidential cycle 
Uh, Joe Biden, it appears and still does. I wrote this back at the beginning of January, and I'm now recording this at the end of February of 2024. It does still seem like he plans to run for president. We'll see what actually happens. I think um, as far as all that's concerned, you're really not going to have any real sense, maybe up until the last minute, who knows, Uh, but certainly over the summer, because that's traditionally when the national conventions are held for the major political parties. And that means that everything, because Joe Biden is is standing for re-election, everything released from the White House will be fair game for criticism. In politics, as I've said many times, and something that I want to drill into your brains as a listener for the, of this show, is that in politics, the edge is always given to the side you already agree with. That's, that's, that's how modern democratic politics work, and that's democratic with a little d. No pun intended. So it should come as no surprise that an administration that has a 37% approval rating will have its detractors. In the game of democratic politics, as I said before, and I'll reiterate, incendiary criticism is always a good move, right? People are always, uh, politicians in in our modern day are always standing up for re-election. doesn't matter if they're serving a two, four, six-year term, depending on where they are and what position they hold. So why not always take shots at them when you can? So then why would the Biden, why would the Biden administration make a decision like this to release a piece like, to release something like this to the general public? Some would say, some would argue, and I might have argued frankly a few years ago, maybe more than a few years ago now, that covering a quote unquote minor event like this, say in the face of war in the Middle East, is an un, is unworthy of analysis. Right. Like you, you shouldn't you shouldn't bother even paying attention to something like this because there's more important things going on. Of course, there is. There's always going to be more important things going on than pretty much everything. Right. You could you could say that the overseas wars are important. But what about what about paying your bills this month? That's also pretty important. So usually when people take that tack, they're trying to draw you. What they want to do is they want to draw you to the thing that they already care about more. And they want you to pay attention to the thing that they should, that they think you should pay attention to. There's a reason. I think there's a reason this video went viral. And there's a reason why cultural signals matter. In political science, distinctions are made between the head of state and the head of government. This is something you would learn in a basic political science course. In most modern representative governments, these roles are separate. However, the U.S. system combines these into one one position, the president and, by extension, the first lady. This means that the presidency is more than the executive government. The presidency and the president and his administration, and certainly his wife as the first lady, is also a symbol of what America is at the moment. So let's get this out of the way. It doesn't take very long to find out how woke the dance company featured in this video is. If you go over to their website, which I have right here, if you go over to their website, it uh, their menu clearly dis- displays an anti-racism tab featuring all the appropriate resources for one to educate themselves on the merit of the merit of their belief system. In true evangelical fashion, this dance company has taken it upon themselves to be advocates for a system of thought. It also gives them a certain cachet. After all, how many tap companies get to perform for presidents, especially in 2024 or 2023? It's a slight digression, digression, but it's worth pointing out that tap dancing and jazz music both have very strong American roots. This is not an imported art system. In fact, they are both something that developed here in the United States. 
It's calls to something uniquely American and in the right venue, I would argue, both are enjoyable art forms. However, art is, is rarely good when it's imitating greatness. The grace of ballet and the beauty of Tchaikovsky's original score overshadow this novel rendition. So let's talk about why people really hate this piece, shall we? Let's separate ourselves from the upcoming political cycle. Certainly, this isn't the first contra controversy of the Biden White House, especially in the cringe category, right? Pretty much every time he gets behind a mic or get, gets in front of the public, he does something cringy because why? He's an old man whose mental faculties are failing him. But this in particular seemed to garner particular vitriol. Maybe, maybe it was the time of year, right? A lot more people are home. They're just kind of sitting around. It's the holiday break. So maybe that had something to do with it. But I think just, you know, let's build, let's build our case here. Speaking simply, it was a poorly executed video. The choreography quality largely depended on the dancer, right? Some of the, uh, some of the tap dancers weren't that good. I'm not a great tap dancer for the record, but I know good dance when I see it. And the direction was far too hurried. Tap is a rhythmic art form, one that is difficult to capture in high audio fidelity. This fact led to one of the worst production decisions that I think one could imagine. The entire video used a dubbed over tap sequence, which made everything feel even more off, right? So there's this thing called the uncanny valley and the basics of it without having a definition in front of me, the basics of the uncanny valley is this as, as when you're using, um, when you're, when you're using, uh, when you're, when you're doing visualizations when you're doing artistry of some kind there especially in video form you can get to a certain point where things appear almost too lifelike and there's this is that of a kind because it has to do with the audio quality like i said if you've ever if you've ever actually seen like a broadway show where there's tap dancing or even other videos that have produced tap uh, that, that are produced tap online you usually don't get a very good audio quality right it's it, like i said it's like i said in the piece it's difficult to capture and the reason for that is that it's very rhythmic it's also very um it's also very uh active right so it's tough it's tough to mic it and they filmed this inside of the white house on carpet on different floors and yet if you listen to the video everything sounds the same so i think that had a lot to do with as people opened up their twitter feeds and they saw this and then they started reposting it or x feeds excuse me so sorry elon if that they're if they started reposting this and sharing it around that everybody kind of felt like well, there's something weird about this video i can't quite tell what it is other than just the knee jerk oh this is biden i'm going to criticize it it is strange it is weird and i think and that and that had to do with production decisions that were made from in the piece so they use this dubbed over tap sequence. This is something that everyone noticed, even if they didn't know why. So instead of hearing the difference between marble, carpet, and wood, all of which were present in the video, everyone listened to a lackluster rendition of the sequences performed on a sound, what I'm assuming was some kind of a soundproof Foley stage, or even just a dance studio with some kind with like, you know, like a boom mic towards the, towards the floor. Now, would people have mocked this video if the element was executed properly? Yes, of course they would have. But I think this Foley fiasco in particular turned the video from a poorly planned oddity to a viral mockery. As mentioned above, so now we're going to kind of, so let's go a layer deeper. 
As mentioned above, the role of the presidency is just as symbolic as it is the executive of the largest government on earth. In practice, the first lady's role is entirely symbolic. Holding no real power, she uses her position and status to further extend the soft power of the presidency. There's an interesting question when analyzing art commissioned by modern governments, namely, whether they want the thing to be ugly to confuse the people, or if the artists themselves should have never been given the opportunity. Every time you're, you can be programmed to say something ugly is actually beautiful, you move one step away from being able to rely on your own judgment and one step closer to being in their control. So let's take let's let's think about a couple other art pieces that came out recently. I can remember one from 2023 in Boston for honoring Martin Luther King Jr. And it was just this it would it was these disembodied arms that were taken from a picture of him hugging his wife. And everyone kind of looked at it, everybody with sense looked at it and was like that's kind of ugly. Right? They're like, what is that? I don't know what that is. If you look at it from weird angles, by the way, it kind of looks like a penis. So it's like, why, why, would, why would they do this? Why would they make something like this? Now, there's you could maybe belabor the point and talk about, well, it's conceptual, right? We're trying to bring something to the mind. But the problem, with it, but the problem is, in concept, when it comes to conceptual art, you don't know what you're looking at until you read the explanation for it. So then people would see the picture and it's like, oh, see, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful rendition of love, not just this ugly thing that's sitting in a park somewhere. So of course, we have to look closely when governments commission these things. And we can find examples of this all over the place. There's one that comes to mind in Vienna that it's just this, it's just ugliness. There's, an, there's ugliness across the board. I don't think that's by mistake. Now you can you can question how the people what the people who make the decisions how much they really know about the situation. But again, as I lay as I as I lay out here, this is the push and pull. If I can get you to agree that something as ugly is actually beautiful, I now have control over what you think about the world. Now I'm just a humble podcaster. This is the president of the United States, or at least his first lady, right? The production meeting, you in the production meeting, you had everything one needed for a holly jolly woke infused Christmas performance. You had a Christmas classic, The Nutcracker. You added diversity, right? If you watch the video, you'll see it's a very diverse cast. You have people with weird piercings and stuff like that. And also a lot of the casting choices were changed, right? The nutcracker, the the, the person at the beginning, by the way, as you as you look at the video, right? Here, let's go back to it for a second. We'll just we're not gonna listen to the sound, but we'll just kind of play it and I'll watch and I'll kind of walk you through it. The person that you see at the beginning of this video is the sugar plum fairy, right? That, that's, that's what that character is. And then you start to see these other characters kind of go by. You see this guy in this weird thing. I think he's a flower of some kind. Then you see this woman in a suit. That's the rat king. Well, it's a woman. So how is it a king? Well, whatever. We're, you know, we're not going to talk about that. Obviously, it's woke. You have the princess here, and then you have the nutcracker. Now, in the story of, in the original story of the Nutcracker in the ballet, you actually, ha you know, it's it's the it's the little girl, and her Nutcracker comes to life, and the Nutcracker fights the fights the Rat King, and you know, goodness prevails. I don't know what actually happens in the full version of this, but hey, you know, I'm 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 sure they I'm sure they stayed true to the original message. So, in all these, and then I don't know what this guy's supposed to be like, just another Nutcracker of some kind. I don't know. We'll see. I don't I also don't know what this person's supposed to be except a candy cane maybe 
Or maybe they just wanted to do that kind of thing where they also play with the Canes. So that's so so all of this is present, right? Of course it's woke, right? Of course it's just the kind of cringy thing like, why would they do this? Now I did a little more research, like I was I did some research before I post this, um, before I posted this, but let's go back to this formula. We took a Christmas classic, we added diversity, we made it unrecognizable. Nobody knew what they were watching when they saw this. And then they shoved it down the people's throat and they told them this is good. The finished product isn't as important as the concept because the concept can always be changed to suit their narrative. It doesn't matter that this was a crappy video. It doesn't matter that the casting choice, that, that, they, that they chose this weird dance company that probably has some kind of connections, right? Like, like I said, I was looking into them. They performed at the Kennedy Center. They seem to know all the right people such that they can get to, the high, they can, they can get to some of the highest levels of government-produced culture, let's say. This is the kind of thing that like, if you're in, if you're in a city and you kind of walk in, it's like, oh, let's go see the show. It's supposed to be the newest thing. Well, why do we need a new thing? We don't in many cases, but it is, this is without a doubt propaganda. This is propaganda meant to be forced down your throats and meant for you to react. A lot of what I try to do on this show, a lot of what the mission of better sense making is is precisely giving you the tools with which to understand what you're seeing on the screen. And that's what this is. And like I said here at the end, the finished product isn't as, isn't as important as the concept. If you ever want to go down the rabbit hole of conceptual art, you'll find a lot of weird things out there. A lot of like whenever you see something very weird that people claim is art, it's because it's probably in the conceptual realm. Now there's good conceptual art out there, I think, sometimes. But most of it sucks, especially when it's political. So that's going to do it for this episode, guys. I hope you liked it. If you liked the piece, do me a favor. Show me, uh, show me some love on social media. Subscribe. like what you heard today, go to inawake.com to subscribe for future updates. My name is LB Muniz, and I am not one with the woke.